Hey guys, welcome back to the Dev Show. Today on this episode, I have a special guest joining me and I'm super excited for this one because personally, I am a very big fan of this show right here. This is Psych. Some of you may know who this is. If you look on the back, you'll see Corbin Burnson on the side there and that is who I'm having on the show today. Without further ado, Corbin Burnson. All right, so I'm here, guys, with Corbin Burnson. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. Thanks, man. Thank you for coming on the show. I just want to, before I uh, dive into my questions here, I want to say personally, this is one of my um, kind of goals for interviews because I'm a big fan of this show here. My my uh, YouTube, I guess, fans, I guess, would say they know that I'm a Big show uh, fan of this show here, so I'm stoked to be talking to you. Thanks. And that's for why you're wearing your Hawaiian shirt. Is that it? That's why. Well, I actually, I actually wear Hawaiian shirts on the channel because I like the, I like the different patterns. So that's okay. why. But um, all right. Do have a couple, couple questions about that. But um, so just gonna dive right into it. You, you have a lot of actual productions going on right now. How have you been staying kind of productive at home during all of everything that's going on? Uh, well, one, and this is going to sound really heady. I'm writing a novel, uh, which uh, right on. You know, you got to write your novel. I actually started it right at the beginning. It was a little bit about. It's, it's interesting. It's a little bit. Of, uh, it was. It was about isolation. It wasn't. It wasn't about what's happening, even though there's a hint of that in there. But not. You know, whatever's going on in my book has to is some some theory that aliens are behind it. So, it's a little different. Yeah. Uh, but it has to do with the, uh, a guy who spent his entire life. Uh, he, he's been in isolation. He's isolated himself, not physically, but, you know, from the world uh, from a young age. And, uh, and so everything that's going on is it fits perfectly with him. But uh, it's a yeah. strange little thing called uh, the Wildwood Room 310. Right on. Did you find it? Did you get any kind of uh, inspiration from what's going on? Has it helped you write? Yeah, I did. I was um, actually staying at a place in the valley where I live called the Sportsman's Lodge. <clears throat> My wife and I, when all this stuff hit and we were kind of stuck uh, there, we had to do some stuff in L.A. We just come back from Hawaii. I did an episode of Magnum P.I. We were meant to be there for a week or two. And uh, all of a sudden, the stuff and the stay-at-home stuff, we started, There's you know, like connecting doors to rooms. There's yeah. like sounds and things coming from the next room. and and uh, finally, after about a week or 10 days, and things I don't know if you remember the beginning of this. It was all kind of like, what's going on? It's weird, yeah. right? Um, and we'd wake up, and there were like sounds from the other room. It was strange. And then one night, the police are there, and they're arresting this woman who's kind of been living in there. But it's a motel, you know? And she's but not supposed to be. It's not a motel. It's a hotel. Very right. weird. Nobody knew who she was. It was just odd. And I had this notion that she was an alien. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I might have been asleep when I thought that, but uh, it stuck. And uh, it was born. And uh, it really is about this guy who always goes back to this room. I called it the Wildwood Lodge, room 309, which is a connecting room to 310, where a very famous rock and roll star committed suicide, kind of like uh, the hotel uh, in, uh, in uh, 
what do you call it in New York um, uh, and uh, the Chelsea. And he uh, just starts, uh, he spends a lot of time in this room. He always goes back because he wants to get close to that guy who's in, he thinks all the answers are in room 310, just between that connecting door. Are you almost finished writing the book? Are you done? Yeah, pretty, pretty I... damn close. Um, uh, you know, page wise, I've got enough for a novel. Um, in fact, uh, well, I probably got too much, but, um, well, a novel can be whatever it wants to be, Fair but, enough. uh, I, yeah, I'm wrapping it up. I'm at the, the part now where I'm sort of summarizing all the things we've learned to see what happens next in part four, which will be very short. I'm going to have to pick this book up. Yeah. 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 Do you have any, any favorite production that you've started like experience wise? You know, I, I, it, that's a question we're often asked and tell me the funniest story. And it's just not that, you know, I'm sure some people have one single thing that sticks yeah. out, but there's different, you know, as you move, you're, you're what, 16, 17 years. I'm 16. Old. I'm yeah, 16. You're going to yeah. find out, man, as you go, this is, you're going to, this is probably super exciting for you when you're yep. 43 and you're, you're hosting a show on PBS. That's the most famous show in the world. You'll look back and this will be fun, but that will be, I didn't mean you're going to be on PBS, but uh, that's an old guy's term. Uh, you're going to be on some you know, hip new channel. and uh, Oh, I know what PBS yeah. is. I know what PBS I know. Yeah, I know you know PBS. I just picked that out of my, because yeah. really good people, I think, go on to do good shows on PBS. So I'm assuming you're good. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Uh, but my point is that you kind of, um, you know, you remember different things at different times. LA Law was great because it was my first foray. I was like divergenized, if you will, you know. I got to experience all that. Uh, Major League was big. It was movies, and it was huge. Um, uh, and even going right up to Psych, you know. Yeah. Now it's like, oh wow, look what I got to do in my late fifties into my sixties. I'm still doing sixty-five. So they all have power and have meaning, but they're kind of more parts of your life. You know, if I had to pick one, I always have to go, always go back to LA Law because there ain't nothing. And you'll see this after you move on and do what you do. You always have fond memories of doing this in this room. And yeah. when it was all simple and new and fresh and exciting and catching on, you know, yeah. you never get to catch on again. That's the thing you do, but not quite the same. You know, if you start yeah. getting a lot of followers, people listening to this, you get super excited to see those numbers. It never yeah. means as much as it will that first time. Yeah, exactly. I'm still at a point where I'm where I'm lower in numbers, which is why I appreciate you coming on. And um, and I, 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 I like what you said, because everything brings something different. Everything brings something new. Let's talk psych. How are you feeling when you were asked to return to that role? I mean, and it's again, again, you're returning to that role. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, um, I, 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 I love the show. I love the family. I love the psychos who watch, you know. And I love being a part of that whole thing. I, you know, I, I get a little remiss that I wish at times there was more Henry stuff. There's so much I want to do right now and talk about. Um, in fact, I'm, you know, I've got ideas churning about, uh, in fact, after we talk, I've got to talk to um, one of my agents who's really wants me to get something out there that I want to do. Um, there's just, you'll see you're 16, I'm 65. And during those 50 years, there's a lot of stuff that happens. And when you get to 65, you'll see there's, again, back to truth, you know, it doesn't, there's things you want to explore. And in psych, it's great to be a part of it, but it ain't about me. You know, it stopped 
stopped even being remotely, not about me, but it stopped being remotely involving me when we didn't do those early scenes. We stopped doing those early scenes between yep. young Sean and, you know, and Henry. Um, and I don't mean in an ego way. It's just what, there's not much more I can add to it without the writing being there for me. So I get excited to go back there, but I'm, you know, definitely um, jonesing for something that really allows me to stick my teeth deep into something. Even more so, even the show I've been doing lately called The Resident. Um, there's some wonderful uh, father-daughter relationship stuff in there that's really current with, you know, and I get to, you know, take a big bite of the sandwich. So is there, is there a storyline for Henry in the the next movie? There's stuff in there, but it's always, you know, Henry is like, what's Henry up to? Let's find yeah. out. And, yeah. and there is enough of that, that, that line that we always like to have of, you know, he is guiding Sean. I mean, and in fact, you know, I help Sean to a degree, a degree, focus on what he needs to focus on to get to what he gets to. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, there, there definitely is. There's definitely there's great stuff. There's wonderful, funny scenes, uh, scenes I love. And again, I don't mean to, I didn't mean to diminish or demean it in any way. It's just, you know, I'm an actor. I want more. I wouldn't mind, uh, I wouldn't mind the next movie to be about Henry disappears. And let's go find out where Henry is. Let's go find out where Henry is. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's good. That's yeah, good. I like it. Like, where's Waldo? Where's Henry? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Kind of like that episode where Sean disappears and and nobody everybody's trying to find Sean, but it's Henry. That would be it. That would be something cool for Sean to go through too. And you as an actor, yeah. I'm missing. I'm not on screen. So no, unless you're not on screen. The audience knows where I am. Well, unless it's unless we have it where it's one of those movies where or where we know, but the characters don't know. That way, it adds suspense, right? The audience knows. The audience knows. Yeah. Head of the. You know, it's one way of telling stories is put the audience. You know, horror movies do that all the time. Don't go in that room because the audience knows what's there. Yeah, so. exactly. And we know you can lead a movie. We like I watched I just watched The Dentist and and I was like, "Wow, that is like wow, you can you could carry a movie on your back." And and like that was amazing. So like I would definitely be all for okay. uh, a psych movie. So on another note, I, ever since I, I was telling people that I was uh, doing a, a show with you uh, coming on, and I have not stopped hearing about snow globes. Yeah, right. How many do you have, man? How many you got? Like 9,000 of them. 9,000? 9, 9,000. I have a pretty big collection, one of the biggest ones in the world. Um, sitting in uh, 77 cases right now, ready to be. Uh, I've moved to the East Coast uh, in the last year, so they're sitting in a storage container uh ready waiting to be shipped here and i'm trying to figure out something to do with it my kids actually it's very it's a valuable collection but my kids want nothing to do with it um i'm actually trying to i, I gotta figure one of my big things in the next year is figure out and i often thought it was a book but that seems like a lot of work um i'd like to create a place where people can come and see them oh yeah for sure even if it's upstate new york where i live it's like oh wow there's this Massive snow globe collection in, uh, in uh, you know, Hudson, New York. Where are you? I'm in Canada. I'm in Niagara Falls, Canada. Oh, so you're close to me. Oh, wow. We're not too far away. I go to New York for, I go to Buffalo, and Buffalo is really pretty pretty neat to go see the, the Niagara Falls from the American side. Have you right. seen the? Oh, yeah. Got a barrel over the edge of them. You have? Oh, boy. 
<laughs> is there anything that you don't get asked that you'd like to kind of talk about you wish people asked about more kind of like i was saying about the faith stuff um you know there's this uh incredible thing that's happening to all of us right now i don't care if you're in canada or england or us or mexico it doesn't really matter um and i think this is an extraordinary time where uh we all people certainly americans i feel it but all people just have to decide what we're going to be and who we want to be and what we what we are this is a a um uh a kind of a pivotal time i mean in humanity um yeah. the earth. you know you can take covid and you can take you know donald trump or you can take whatever you want to the pieces of it you know but those are all just pieces um and you know, take our, our race relations here certainly that seems to be going around the world now um and i just think we're you know, you're, you guys are at 16 and i tell my sons are 30 and 27 and 28 and 28 and one just turned 22 you know this is a unique i'm not even say an opportunity it's an opportunity for to find a career and make money i think you know even all this covid stuff is um but it's an it's an opportunity to for you guys to all decide the direction of the world you know uh, i hate to sound bigger too large about it but from the environment to the way we treat one another male female there's so many different you know you know just so many how do we feed each other is the population too big do, you know there's stuff you guys got to sort out um, yeah that's on us yeah and it, it, it really well we we delivered you a pretty crappy world on on one level but we also delivered you a lot of tools and devices to help you if you use them properly to figure out what it is but you know this is gets back to faith are you somebody who you know religions will tell you are greedy and uh possessive and all those things or are you more like we assume jesus was of understanding compassionate um uh you know that so we you know we you have to decide and it's not through religion that you have to decide it i don't think that um you know i think that was a or has always been a tool i you know this is where i'd probably be a little bit different i don't think it's the it is on one level i can see the end all be all and end all because where i would like to think people are it's pretty much expressed through most faiths really um but you, yeah it's just a you know uh, you know it's I, and I don't know. It's just something nobody really asks me about that stuff. It gets a little too deep, I guess. Um, yeah. You know, how am I most like my character? That's my yeah. least favorite question. You know, <laughs> how are you like Henry? How are you like Arnie? How are you like Roger Dorn? How are yeah. you like the dentist? Um, well, I'm not a dentist for one. Um, uh, but I just, uh, yeah. I don't want people to ask me, am I heady? Do I think about heady stuff? That wouldn't be the question, but it's like, what concerns me? Yeah. You know, that would be the question. And if you could, if you could tell if like, if you could give a piece of advice to the world that's coming on, like, like, like me, like kids, like, like me who are going to end up changing the world. What do you, what do you think we, we need to pay attention to? Slow down. I think we're forced being for COVID. I, I think all things happen for a reason. Excuse me. And I think 
nature, God, wherever you want to put that designer in. Um, uh, I think, you know, we're being forced to slow down and we are being forced to reflect a bit. Um, I was forced to reflect so much I had to write a novel, uh, you know, rather than just screenplays to make money. And this thing's all over the place, but it's my, you know, my thing is uh, just, you know, slow down. Your, your heart will tell you your truth of right and wrong. And, and I think there'll be, a, you'll find there's a lot of commonality among, haven't you found a lot of commonality among people? I think you found people more friendly, more during all this. It's because they slowed down. You know, like, yeah. gotta go to the store, gotta go pick up sporting goods, gotta pick up kids, gotta baseball practice. Oh shit, ballet. What am I gonna, um, and, and we're seeing Marge and Tom win. We're gonna be there and they're barbecuing, but aren't we having lasagna the night before? I mean, you know, yeah. now it's like, what's for dinner tonight? Us. Yeah. Families too. I mean, well, family too. Yeah. I see more guys out here, fathers who, I mean, you know, outside, I'm two hours outside of New York City, you're like, I kind of like it up here. And they're realizing I don't, well, business, all business, tech business, but you don't have to go to the office and get in the rat race. People are looking at even having stores and the stress of owning bricks and mortar and, you know, like, I'm doing very well. This woman right here is we buy face masks from sells out every Sunday. She has like 200 new masks on for 12 wow. bucks. Sells out every Sunday, you know? Yeah, wow. That's awesome. Let's, let's just go through fan questions. What was okay. the most challenging role? Just quick answer. In anything I've ever done? In any, yeah. I mean, Not psych, you mean, uh, anything. Anything you've ever done. Um, You know, it, it might be back at the beginning, going back to LA law, because again, it's a little bit like, you know, I'm saying, I, was, I, I told you, I use that expression being divergentized, right? I mean, you're into this, you're into big time. You know, that was, there was three networks and 27 million people are going to watch you a week. And you're kind of like the kid lying in the bed, getting divergentized going like, I hope I know what I'm doing. Hypothetically speaking, would you reprise your role of the dentist? Would you go back and visit that? Okay, well, yes. Yeah. Um, so much so that I've been talking to the uh, the guy who created it, Brian Usna, who directed The Dentist. We've been talking over the years, and um, you know that is owned by somebody else. So we've tried and tried and tried, and we actually came up with a something that I wanted to do called the plastic surgeon. And oh. Basically, you take the same kind of guy and he gets shunned by society, his wife, and you want some lips? Oh, I'll give you lips. You want some boobs, <laughs> do you? How about these? You know, or you want liposuction? You want to suck some of that fat out? Forgets to turn the machine off. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, you know, for everything as gory as the dentist was, imagine what a plastic surgeon can go in and do. Oh, I want a nose job. This guy comes in. I want to look like Michael Jackson, black guy. I want to look like Michael Jackson's nose. And so he takes like a thousand noses and puts it on his face to look like Michael Jackson's nose, all because he's flipping out. Right on. That's funny. All right. Well, I mean, thank you for thank you for coming on and sure. being so generous. I mean, uh, it's tough getting guests on and I'm, I'm so stoked that, you know, somebody that I genuinely look up to as an actor and uh, 
just because I like the show, signing to come on. So thank you. Uh, I'll try to find you more people. Oh, thank you. That would be awesome. 